All right, so a flash interview before the chairman's chair. I can tell you that the Glad Africa Championship uh, is uh, proving to be one very, very interesting division after 25 matches have been played. But our quick spotlight tonight is on the one team that has had a, a bit of a rocky start to the season uh, despite finishing second uh, last season. That is Cape Town Spurs. Well, they've managed to collect something like 26 points uh, from their 25 games and have had to make a couple of changes as far as their technical team uh, structure they, they've sacked the second coach uh, of the 2020-2021 season. Uh, Ian Taylor was relieved of his duties, as well as his assistant, Nathan Paulser, uh, also chose to follow him out of Ikamva. Now, Saturday's 2-0 defeat, uh, when they played against uh, Cape United, uh, was perhaps a little bit uh, too much of a bitter pill to swallow uh, for the relegation-threatened side. Um, let's head down to Cape Town now to find out what exactly is going on there. Uh, Alexi Efstatio, the Cape Town Spurs CEO, uh, is on the line. Alexi, thank you so much for your time. Good evening. Welcome to the show. Good evening, Robert, and good evening to your listeners. How will you describe your season so far? I think you described it best. That it, uh, It's been quite rocky, um, to say the least. Caused by what? There was stability a bit last season, hence the finish uh, was quite admirable as, as opposed to what's going on this season. Yes, I think it's a, it's a combination of factors. It wasn't one specific factor. Um, so obviously the, the withdrawal of, of Ajax uh, played a part. Um, COVID played a part. Uh, we, we released a couple of the, of the players. Um, I think it was around 10 of them. So it was basically starting from scratch and a rebuilding process. Oh, let's yeah, see what's happened at Ikamva as more. It almost prepares you, though, Alexi, for the eventuality that you're describing right now, though, given the depth of uh, youngsters, the program that uh, you've been running for many, many years, unless you've also had to cut down on that, uh, which hasn't really given you the kind of feeder that you need. No, no. One of the decisions we made was uh, that we carry on. Uh, the club is a good. Um, the DNA of the club is about is about youth. It's about developing youth, uh, developing youth, and and that's that's a, a decision that we made right from the start. And um, that, but that comes with its ups and downs. And yeah, but uh, those youngsters are developing quickly. Um, they're doing well. Um, and I must say up front, um, Ian and um, Nathan did, did a good job. It wasn't, it wasn't anything to, to do with that. Um, ultimately, uh, the results weren't forthcoming and, and we had to sit down and relook at the situation and see what, what the best scenario would be for the, for the club. Yeah. I mean, we might revisit uh, with, with uh, Spurs at a later date and, and hopefully a platform on the chairman's chair like we try and do with almost all the chairman of the different clubs. Now, when it comes to the Ian Taylor firing, was it purely results-driven? Uh, I would say so, yes. So you're saying it is results? Yes, I think... Uh, look, let me put up front. Uh, when a decision is made at the club, and it's always been like that, whether it's uh, AX Cape Town or Cape Town Spurs, um, it, it's a board that makes the decision. It's not one individual person. Unfortunately, it always seems that it's... Uh, <coughs> sorry, it was Ari, or in this case, it's Alexi, but, but we get together with the board and we discuss all many factors. It's not just about the results and everything else mm-hmm. around it. Tell me about the board. Who sits on the board? It's myself, it's uh, Ari, it's uh, a gentleman by the name of, um, by the name of Kunrad Furi, who's been with the club for 20 years, 
it's my brother Nick. And obviously, we before we sit in the board, we do get advice from other parties that, that we think you would have uh, input. And Irie is still definitely and 100% involved in the club? Yes, not on a day-to-day basis, I'm on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. So the unanimous decision then that would have come from the board is that outside of the, the results that you had against uh, Cape Omoya, uh, it, it was a case of the consistency lacking in terms of the frequency of the results and the number of games that are starting to get lesser and lesser as you head towards match day 30? Yeah, basically you, you look at the form of the team and if you look at the last 12 games, I think we, we had three wins only. Um, we had a couple of draws which, which we couldn't turn into wins. And one has to look at the statistics and see going forward with five games remaining, will that trend continue or will, you know, what, what could change? So we felt, we felt that a change would possibly be the only opportunity to, to come up with something fresh and maybe turn the corner. Mm. And how would you rate overall, though, if you had to give him a report card, Ian Taylor, what would he get out of 10? On what, on the report card normally has a couple of subjects and it's, uh, I'm not sure which subject. Overall, as an average? Overall is, 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 is great. I would give him, uh, it's an unfair question, but um, 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. Okay. Yeah. And that's usually a good mark. Yes, it is. But in football, football, um, the the results on the log table is actually what you look like. And if you you had found that there, would it it be... Because I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was, what, 17 games that he had been in charge of. Yeah. To be be, um, honest with you, the the plan was to go ahead, you know, throughout the season and um, into next season, whether it was a PSL season or whether it was an NFT season again. The plan wasn't uh, uh, um, what it turned out to be. And and the new appointment that you've made, um, how how quickly were you then to appoint the new coach now, Dylan Dean? Well, I think we appointed him uh, the following day almost. Um, Dylan knows the club, he's been there before. He experienced a very similar situation, although it was on the other side of the, the top side of the table. Um, so he gained a lot of experience in this type of situation, and um, yeah, it was it was it was himself and one other um, party. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I don't know if you know, Dylan is a is a UFA license coach, the software pro license coach. He has a CAF A license, so he's not a he's not unqualified coach. He, he knows his way around the football field. And is he there just to see you through until the end of the season, or have you roped him in long term? No, no, we, we chatted to him. We said to him, let's go through these five games, focus on this, and then we have a chat after the season. Nathan Paulson also seems to have left. Did he resign, or was he also fired? Uh, we offered Nathan to stay on, um, but he chose to um, not take up the option. Any reason given? I think he's got his own personal reasons. He didn't articulate those to you? He did. Able to share? No. Unfortunately, I think out of respect for him and other parties involved, uh, I wouldn't do that. All right. So I take it was it was for personal reasons? Yes. Okay. And given where you are and where you hope to be, 
is is where after match day 30 given the fixtures that are now remaining you play Bulwane um on the weekend you play Royal AM who want to be promoted or want to be in the playoff you play Pretoria Kellys who've just come off a great result uh, 24 hours ago uh, you play Free State Stars who obviously have experience of being in top flight and then you wrap it up with uh, again another team that is potentially able to you know, pull the plug. That's uh, Pretoria University. So given all of those games that are left, where, where do you want to see your team? Look, uh, until, uh, to be honest, until about four or five games ago, we still believed that we could possibly just scrape into the playoff position. And, and it may sound incredibly stupid, but if you look at the log, I mean, the, basically you went three four games on the trot and you could, you could be knocking on that door. So unfortunately, Two critical games went against us. That was the Bizonda Chiefs game and the, the Cap United game. And, um, you know, had we got the wins there, I think things would have been very different. Are you afraid of relegation? No, we don't think about relegation. Are you afraid of it? Now that I'm making you think of it. Now, believe in, my, in, in our team. I think we have a good team. And um, I think we'll, 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 make, we'll make it. We won't be relegated. And, and, and that's obviously confident leadership that's coming from you when you say that. Yes. It's a, it's a, it's a team effort. It's not only my belief. It's the belief of all the people that, that are in the club. Do you incentivize? Including, including the players. Sorry? Yeah, do you, do you incentivize now, given the final stretch that you're in? Um, no, it's, it's the normal incentives that, that the team always has. Which is? Well, they get the match bonuses, as, as always. And uh, we'd, we'd like to believe that we all play for the badge and for the, for, you know, for the club. Mm-hmm. That's why we wake up and go there every morning. Absolutely. And the reason why, though, Alexei, that I asked you about whether or not you're afraid of relegation is what we've seen and what you would have seen just uh, over your shoulder. There was a team that uh, was called Santos, uh, the people's team. Um, When you look at the Glad Africa Championship, you don't see Santos there anymore. And once you start to move away from that level, other than you start to buy statuses above, which seems to be... Uh, fashionable in South Africa, yeah. Uh, but at times, you know, status disappears, and and that's the end of a you know wonderful history. So it was on the backdrop of that because it's it's within your immediate vicinity. Um, what happened with Santos? I'm I'm not sure. I didn't. I was never involved with Santos. So I don't really know what happened there. Um, no, no. But we, absolutely. We the, the, sorry. The, the the question though, Alexis. I know you were not involved. I'm I'm just saying as an observer. That was a very prominent team in South Africa uh, that had yes. to be relegated to a division down and then further uh, lost you know, a place in the Glad Africa Championship. Yes. So I'm not, I'm not sure I understand your question. Sorry. So I'm saying that are you not afraid of that repeating itself but now happening to Cape Town Spurs? No, no. Not at all. I mean, I mean it's like driving your car because people have car accidents. You don't stop getting to your car, do you? You wear a seatbelt. Yep. Exactly. And that saves your life. Mm. Exactly. So we do have our seatbelt on and we're going. 
All right. Great one. Let's start the ignition. And thank you so much, though, uh, for joining us. Thanks. Hope to Thanks chat to you much. soon, man. Just yeah, to, absolutely. Just to add, just to add something. Um, um, I've seen some media reports. Unfortunately, um, they, do, they do mostly have a, a, take a, a, a go at my, uh, my brother very often. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a pity because, um, and I know you, you're a journalist and you're a good one at that, um, it, it, it's terrible that the journalists write articles like that and don't actually refer, you know, and get both sides of the story. And um, that article, and I think you know which one I'm referring to, is completely, which completely opposite. I think it appeared in a Sowetan. What was it alluding to regarding um, Ari? Well, basically, um, that specific one wasn't on Ari. It was, it was about oh. the club and how, how, how uh, badly it's been run and all those things. And um, I take it none of these guys have ever come spend any time at the club to to speak to us, understand what it's about, what we do, and the sacrifices that we um, take. And yeah. it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah. What, what I'll do, and, and, and again, out of respect, because I, I've, I've got no reference point of that, and I would hate for a publication to be slated on this platform without giving them an opportunity as well. So there's a bit of a ripple effect uh, when it comes to that. We, we never really put up uh, any articles that people can take pot shots at on this platform without inviting maybe the author of that article to also represent his side of the story. So I think what we'll do, Alexi, is is invite you, or even if Ari is part of the conversation when we do have the chairman's chair, um, so that we talk overall about the club, how it's been run, you know, losing um, IX and, and, and losing so much more. Then yeah, I think maybe- the audience will get a balanced opinion about everything. Yeah, I think maybe it's time that, that we do that because um, there's so much um, false information. Sure. Um, and out of respect for people, our family has been brought up to, to respect people. Um, we've kept our mouth shut in 99.9% of the time. And I think now it's time that, that maybe we open mm-hmm. the can and, and let the worms come out. The platform is ready. I can Thank assure you. you that much. We'll, 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 we'll put aside a date and I'll let you know when. Thanks so much. And thank you for giving me the opportunity. Thank you. Thanks, Alexi. Alexi Efstatio, the CEO of the club, um, he talked about a balanced opinion and a balanced view. It's exactly what we're doing now because we're going to give the balance to Ian Taylor, who was uh, shown the door. Um, He is on the line. Ian, thank you so much for your time. Good evening. Hi, good evening, Rob. Uh, Thanks for having me on the show. You heard the CEO, and uh, he put forward some of the reasons why you were fired. Uh, is, is, is there anything in what he said that you would find to be out of tune with what you know? Um, I think for the viewers to have their own opinion on it, I mean, I took over with three points after X amount of games, which was six games. And, um, you know, the, the, the team was on the, on the process. Um, I felt they were on a good road. We were playing really good football. We got the football aspect right. But, you know, with with the football team, it's not only about football. It's also about the history of the club, the culture of the club that I thought uh, was lost in terms of the environmental aspects, which was one of the the big things that myself and Nathan were, were, were was one of our priorities is to, is to change the whole culture of the club within the club. And... Uh, Specifically, the team, because you know, you, you 
it was a short time that we were in charge. Um, obviously, I took over in January, and the season was a shortened season because of COVID, and mm-hmm. time wasn't on our side. And at the same time, we had to get results. So, you know, I thought we did a fantastic job. If you consider the magnitude of the job, no one knows when we took over the players that were signed the previous coach. Um, we had 13 players for preseason. Uh, we acquired four players from Brazil who arrived unfit. Were really any available after three, four weeks? So you know there were challenges, and 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 we knew the challenges, myself and Nathan. And I was a bit reluctant to take the the job anyway because I knew what I was getting into. I knew the challenge, but you know, lucky I had someone with me, Nathan, who's been there 20 years at the club, knows the history of the club, knows the the ins and outs of the club. He knows the downfalls of the club over the last few years. Um, and and we, you know, being who we are, not only taking the challenge, we also thought, you know, it's time for a change. You know, two young coaches dig their heels in and, and try and do something that's different, you know, and, and, and try and change the the ship that's going in a total wrong direction, you know, because we love the club. And... Uh, you know, and, and, and that was our that was our big um uh, vision for, for what we wanted to do. And uh we always said it was a process mm-hmm. and we were we were on that process, no doubt. Um we promoted a lot of young players, probably the youngest team in the league. And the results well for me, it's not about results. The results were there. So yeah. Relegation is staring you at the face, but no doubt we would have. I believe we would have got out of it. Yeah. Well, when I left, we were out of it. So um, it was definitely we were definitely on the right path. Well, so I, I tried to have a look after I heard of your sacking, Ian, that you know it had to do with results, and one went through it, and I thought, okay, you've been in charge something like seventeen games, um, and out of a possible fifty-one points, you got twenty-six. Mm. Um, yes, you you know there was a loss with uh, with Cape Moya. There was a victory before then, mm. uh, another Cape Derby. Yeah, and then there was a credible draw, you know, in squeeze in between the Pizana Ponte Chiefs result that you lost, uh, but there was mm. a victory against the Kukune, mm. uh, which which is massive given the resources the Kukune have, given where they've been for most of the season. Uh, they might be slipping up themselves now towards the the business end um, of the Glad Africa Championship, but you know, solid results against uh, Utongati as well, uh, where you get all yeah. three points, and hence. It, it, it became important to find out what for you do you believe is the real reason? Um, looking between all those, those, those results, there were, uh, there was, I mentioned the culture and the environmental aspects that we needed to change. I mean, young players over the years have come up from the academy, which I don't think has been run properly over the last few years. And the, the, the quality of of young professionals coming into the first team wasn't up to standard um, in terms of mentality, knowing what professional football is about. And when you have senior players in the squad who are not quite the pros that you would want, you know, um, you find a, a change room that's, that's very difficult. And um, we try to change that. We, we you know, we, there's no no talented young player is entitled to start in a first team in in a Glad Africa Championship team. 
um, he needs to know what it needs to be to be a professional every day. And these are the aspects that we try to change. We try to instill values and principles to help players become better professionals and help senior players become better leaders. Because once you have that right, then you're on the right path. And look, there were big challenges. I made some, I made some big calls. I made some mm. big calls in terms of disciplining players. Um, did did that go against the grain, though, of what the management was thinking? Because what I pick up from your conversation now, Ian, is that there could have been a clash of ideology. Definitely. Definitely. And, and I'm not afraid to say it because, you know, I, we did drug tests and I caught five players positive for cannabis. We suspended them for matches and we um, suspended, uh, we, we gave them a fine and I left them out of the team and that affected the results. The Bazano Ponder Chiefs game, there were players who broke COVID protocols, bringing uh, a, a woman into their hotel room and partying till, I don't know, how late at night. And security had to be called twice, you know? And, 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 and you know, again, these are not professional footballers. And we have to show them what it is to be a professional footballer and what it means meets the team. If the team's going to be successful, you can't... I'm not going to tolerate this. And but was the was the management supporting you, Ian, when you make those decisions? I mean, what are you telling us now? It's probably something that uh, nobody bothered to have a report about. I mean, if, if, if five players have tested positive for cannabis and then you've got a whole you know, throng of players that are breaking COVID-19 protocols and bringing women into their rooms uh, in camp, that's equally something that you can't tolerate as a coach. But are you getting support in the punitive measures that you put out from the management itself? Well, the last one, I felt it was the nail in the coffin because of the position we, we are in, in the league. Obviously, it's a risk. And the management didn't like what I did. And um, um, the following game, we beat All-Stars. And there was disappointment in the victory. It was clear for me. So it was just a matter of time before the, you know, they were waiting for the next loss. And... Uh, yeah, the next loss, I was gone. So well, it's, it sounded like it. That's why uh, when I asked the question as to how soon were you replaced, it was basically the following day, which means plans had already been made. Yeah, I know. There were discussions already, so it's clear. So, what does that make you feel like, though, at the end of your no, attempts and look, where you are now? Look, Robert, for me, it was, it was a great experience. It was, you know, um, it wasn't easy. And um, it can't always be easy, and I learned a lot um, to deal with, with these aspects. And uh, having Nathan next to me was, has been a real revelation. I think Nathan is, is, is an up-and-coming coach that uh, this country needs um, in terms of, of the way he goes about business and, and what he's trying to do. And uh, he influenced me a lot in that way. And, and we stood firm. We stood firm on these things. And, you know, at the end of the day, if, if I don't stick to, if we don't stick to our values and principles, then, then what are we doing? And, 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 and our priority is the players. We want better professionals. And that is the bottom line. And if we're not going to get supported, then you know what? Then at least call me in and say, look, it's, uh, it's not working. We, we, as a club, we're going in a different direction and we have different values and principles. Then that's okay. You know, then, uh, then, uh, then our values and principles don't align. And then we're wasting our time there. And, you know, then I can go look and find a club or work for, for people who, who want to do things properly.
and, yeah. and unfortunately, uh, I don't see many clubs doing it this way. So, you know, I'm not regretful of what I did uh, or what we did. Uh, there was always it was always inclusive uh, yeah. with my technical team, and for once. You know, I've been around a long time, and for once we had a, a group of a technical team that was tight, and uh, we believed in what we're doing. And we backed each other, and <laughs> no one could come in between it. And um, yeah, it's unfortunate that it turned out this way because I really believe we're going in the right direction. But for a big ship to turn around, <laughs> it takes a major shift because, I mean, if you look at the club, it's a fantastic club. Um, mm. Yeah, you know, great facilities. Yeah, uh, and to be fair to to Ari and Alexia, I'm very grateful that they gave me great. They gave me an opportunity to to learn and and become a better mm-hmm. coach under that philosophy. So I'm forever grateful to them. But there needs to be a change. There needs to be. There's people in that club that've been there for twenty, twenty two years. But what what if uh, they haven't influenced the club in a positive way? And at the end of the day, you know. I feel that someone needs to take responsibility because if you just look at this season, the coach that was hired, the players they brought in, the planning for the season, who's taking responsibility for that? Yeah, you know. I, I, I see what, what what will happen, Ian, and and this is just purely because of of time. Um, I, we would love to engage with you. Um, I think there's a lot of value in terms of what you're saying. There's a lot of you know, things that you are bringing forth that we have lost in terms of culture and discipline in different clubs, whether it is in the Premiership or the Glad Africa Championship. And if you don't mind, we'll set up that date. I think you have great value. I've known you for many a year, and at times we need to have these conversations. But for tonight, I'm flat out of time. I need to go, Ian. Thank you so very much indeed. No, pleasure, Rob. Thanks for the time, and uh, thanks for the opportunity to share with the listeners. Thank you. Totally appreciated. Ian Taylor.